Chapter 2, Lieutenant Dr. Biffer Jason stumbles from his bed, bumped into the only thing left from the ship his mother once commanded, her captain's watch stand. He corrects himself and steadies the stand. He sluggishly heads for the shower bay. As he enters the bay, he looks in the mirror and grunts. Jason slowly reaches for the shower nozzle and turns the hot water knob three quarters of the way to the left. The cold bay all of a sudden begins to feel like a hot tropical forest. Jason steps into the shower and moans as the pounding bees of water strikes his body. Enjoying the massage and shower, Jason's mind wanders back to the captain's stand he stumbled over earlier. The year was 2377 on his father's ship. Seeing the debris lying in the cargo bay, his eyes focused on the one piece that remained intact, his mother's captain's stand. Jason begins mumbling to himself. Every time I stumble over that stand, it's like mother telling me to reach out to dad and not to blame him for her death. All of a sudden, Jason shouts, Oh, shoot! Jason shudders and shakes as streams of cold water replace the warmth of the massage and shower. He reaches out quickly and turns off the shower and snarls. These old tubs have very small hot water rations. Jason steps out of the shower bay, dries off, slips into his shorts, and makes his way to the small table on the other side of the room. As he takes a seat, he realizes he needs to contact his father before he gets tied up in his work again and forgets. Jason clicks on the VAPCOM. Captain Bifford, 0021. The VAPCOM proceeds to make a connection. Sorry, no response, sir. Jason sends another request. Today's news report, please. The monitor begins displaying reports from the presidential space lot carrying the president to a conference on Terran. Within Air Force, Jason is not known as an adventurous type, but he yearns to prove to himself that he has what it takes. He feels that the only way to prove it is to receive an assignment on a battlecruiser hidden into deep space. But his only problem is that most doctors already have a second seat medical officer or none is requested. As the images and sound flashes by on the VAPCOM, Jason wanders from his adventurous thoughts and into a daydream surrounding the beautiful female he met at the officers club on base station 19 last night. He remembers her short and curvy body, crowned with straight black hair that shadowed her dark mysterious eyes. He starts to hear her voice, a beautiful sound befitting a goddess. Jason begins to wonder how someone could move him in such a way for he has never talked to another person alone for such a long time. As he drifts more and more into his daydream, what was a memory is becoming a fantasy. His eyes close seductively, and all he can see is the vision of the lovely Andromedian female. He mumbles, Serentis. Lieutenant Bifford, report to Shuttle Bay 1 with AU gear. Like being jerked out of a deep sleep, Jason looks around and says, Oh! He gets up and clicks off the VAPCOM. He walks toward the closet and begins mumbling. Another boring autopsy. I know it is from the cinch plague. A debilitating disease that once led to death within a couple of years. The medical community was able to slow it down. Giving the victim at least 10 years of life. But other side effects still linger. We still do not know the origins of the cinch. Jason throws on his uniform, slaps on his cap and exits his quarters into a dimly lit hallway and starts walking towards Shuttle Bay 1. Once Jason arrives at the Shuttle Bay, his assigned pilot greets him. Good morning, sir. Jason looks at the man and poses a question. Ensign, what is our destination? 
The pilot turns and says, Syntax, sir. Jason smiles and waves the pilot to proceed forward. The shuttle streaks out of the shuttle bay and takes a sharp turn heading toward Platheon 2. Join us next time for Chapter 3, Syntax.